Welcome to EANCAST, your weekly source for education, research, and updates from the European Academy of Neurology. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this EAN podcast episode. And this time it's about guidelines and guideline production. I'm here together with Katina Alexovska. She's a neurologist, but she also works for the EAN as a methodologist, and she supports the guideline production group, and she's a member of many guideline task forces. So she's the person to talk to about guidelines. So maybe start with a simple question. What is the guideline production group? So the guideline production group is uh, a group of interesting people. <laughs> we are all um, a background neurologist, but also... At the same time, there are neuroepidemiologists um, and people with knowledge of epidemiology and biostatistics and methods for development of guidelines, uh, such as myself. Uh, there are uh, more experienced people within the guidance production groups. Uh, there are two co-chairs, but also there are young members. Uh, there are uh, representatives from the, the EAN RRFS section of the residents and also members that um, uh, passed the course, uh, the COCOCA course for guideline methodology. And so quite a lot of people and a lot of input from different sides. I think guidelines, yeah, we all have to, we all know very many guidelines, we work with them. But can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the basic uh, yeah, process? What is a guideline and how is it produced? First, uh, I want to speak about the main uh, aim of the guideline production group within the EAN. We are actually working as an overseeing body of guideline production of all, all guidelines. And our main aim is to ensure that the EAN guidelines uh, are of high methodological quality and also to assure that they are uniform. So in this sense, uh, we are reviewing each proto guideline protocol and each manuscript before they can, and they need to be approved before uh, they can move forward. Uh, we are also providing advice to the uh, various guideline task forces, either as a members in the team, uh, as met their methodologists, or in some cases they have their own methodologies, but uh, whenever they have some particular question, they can always uh, turn back to us and ask us for some advice and we will always provide them. We are also in charge in the overall uh, strategy of the uh, EN guideline production. So we have a strategy for each three years to come. And uh, within them, we always try to develop uh, different methods uh, that will help guideline task forces in the development of guidelines. So, for example, we developed a prioritization process uh, for guideline topics. Um, we developed various documents that will help guideline task forces to produce their guidelines. Uh, we are in charge for the dissemination of the guidelines, as well as uh, as a next step in the future, we are planning to work on more on the implementation of the already published guidelines. So this is the, the main uh, work and the tasks of the uh, EN GPG. And uh, to answer your question, what is guideline production? <laughs> no, this uh, refers to a process of um, creating, uh, creating uh, uh, recommendations that are aimed on certain specific topics, uh, in our case, in the field of neurology. And they can be either on diagnosis, treatment and care of patients, prognosis, 
or some guidelines even can include all of them, all of those topics in one guideline as a management guideline on, on a certain disease. Uh, they are aimed to be used by a general neurologists or neurologists that uh, don't have uh, specific expertise in a particular field. Also, they can be used by patients or patient caregivers to inform themselves about um, their treatments and to discuss in more informed fashion with their caregivers on uh, their decision on treatment and diagnosis, etc. Well, the last part you mentioned is quite interesting. I never considered that, that patients and caregivers could also use them. Are, are the guidelines available to them? Can they open them? How can they access those? Yes, uh, they're, they're opened um, at the EM page. Uh, there is a guideline reference center and anybody can use it. They're available at the European Journal of Neurology as well. And many patients can access them there. Also, we are in, in the future, in, during the next years, we are planning to, uh, to start producing patient summaries that uh, are, will be documents extracted from the guidelines, but they should be easier to be read and followed by someone that is not medical expert. Very nice and very good, yeah. Another question I have and I often wondered, how do you decide which guideline to write? Who decides and how does that work? There is a specific topic, uh, there is a specific process on this. Uh, it involves two parts, um, bottom-up and top-down uh, procedure. Uh, the bottom-up procedure refers to a call for guideline topics, which is launched every two years. Um, as I mentioned before, we, we developed a guideline prioritization procedure, so any EN member can propose a topic during this call for topic proposals. After that, these topics are reviewed according to a pre-specified uh, prioritization criteria. This revision is done by the GPG and the scientific committee of the EEN. And this is how we, we um, end up with one large uh, selection of good uh, topics. After this, um, it comes the top-down procedure. So these topics are sent to the EEN board. And here they select the final list of topics according to um, additional criteria. This is one way. And of course, there is any other topic in between these two years, which may be inter uh, interesting. And if there are any other urgent needs for a new guideline, Anyone can propose topic outside this uh, period of topic proposals, and they are then evaluated um, by the GPG and the scientific committee and approved. All right, and uh, and once it is approved, I think a task force is established, and then uh, what does this task force do? Like, who is a member, and what kind of skills do they have? Of, of how do you do this? Okay, so um, the task force. It's usually, many of them are, are usually members of the uh, various relevant scientific panels. Uh, there is also a methodologist in the team and a patient representative. Uh, once they are established, once the team is established, um, the development is based mainly on, uh, first they will uh, select topics of interest that they will cover in the guidelines, so various questions and each guideline has a um, different number of questions. And after that, the whole guideline is mainly based on systematic reviews and meta-analysis. 
and the uneven synthesis. So you need a person that have, has knowledge in this, a part of the expertise of the certain topic. And um, after the, the evidence is analyzed, uh, we need someone that uh, has knowledge of the great process, which is the procedure that it is used to evaluate how certain are we in the evidence from the studies that we extracted. After that, there is a process of critical thinking and analysis. And here we need the knowledge of the experts and uh, the opinions of the patients. Uh, we would also need writing and communication skills um, in order to, of course, write the guideline and to communicate the decisions and to, dis to be able to discuss uh, all the important topics. Uh, we need time and project management skills since uh, uh, the guidelines are usually done by more people and um, it is a, a time-consuming process. But most of all, most importantly, we need the motivation from the team, uh, their willingness to make a difference in the care uh, with the guideline that they are producing. And of course, the team spirit, the ability to communicate and to decide on the final recommendations together. Yeah, a lot of things, lots of steps. And you've been a part of this often now, I think. So can you share some experiences you had, some very good things or maybe some pitfalls? Uh, of course. Uh, so I, I've been a part of a guideline production in some teams. And um, for me, it's a challenge. Every, every person is different and each task force is different. So every time I learn something new, also, there is the challenge of uh, how to synthesize the results and how to convey the message to the experts so they can have better uh, recommendations. And this is always um, a positive challenge for me. But on the other hand, I, wor I work together with the GPG in um, the documents that I mentioned that are uh, general documents for guidance of the various tax forces and also we review guidelines in which we are not uh, involved directly as methodologists but we critically review them if they are good or not. So um, now also working with the guideline production group as a team it, it has been a very good experience for me. I like the fact that we are all um, eager to, to make difference we are always eager to make improvements in the guidelines and to discuss uh, how to do it. And I also think uh, all EEN members can be part of it because uh, I also notice these emails that are sent around. Eh? So every guideline is also sent to all members, I believe, so everybody can give input. Yes, yes, this is also true. So whenever each guideline is uh, completed, Together with, at the same time when, when they are submitted to the European Journal of Neurology, there is an open comment uh, period where all members uh, of the EN are invited to comment on the guidelines. And sometimes we have uh, interesting feedbacks for, from various people that weren't involved uh, in the initial process of guideline development. Yeah, indeed. And, um... And then once a guideline is finished and is published, how, how long are they valid? Or how often do you add things? Or how do you change things? How does that work? This depends on topic, on, uh, on topic base. And uh, the main people in charge um, for checking if a guideline needs to be updated or if it's still valid are the 
a corresponding uh, scientific and coordinating panel. If they believe that this is necessary, then they can uh, submit a proposal to the garden production group. And this is evaluated again by the garden production group and the scientific committee and a final decision is made. Oh yeah, and then a completely new guideline will be made or will it be an update? It depends on the to on how recent is the topic and how big are the changes. If there is a need of new question, of totally new question, then there is new guideline or partial new guideline. But if, if the questions remain the same, but we have new evidence, if we have new treatments maybe for some, some disease, we can also update uh, a certain question. Okay. And uh, you already told us that, uh, of course, it's published in the European Journal of Neurology, and we can find it on the homepage, ean.org. But uh, I also know that uh, you can find it at the EAN campus. And can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, why is it there? And what can you do there with the guidelines? <laughs> Uh, at the end campus, then the main purpose is for education. Uh, so you can read them there, and uh, but also you can uh, do comprehension quizzes there, and it can help you to to see if you understood the guideline. Yeah, so that's a very good thing. Eh? Uh, so all people visit the EN campus if you want, <laughs> and you can learn a lot. Katina, thank you so much for all this information about uh, guideline production and the guideline production group and how it works. So please, if you're interested and uh, you're listening, visit the homepage and look it up, visit the campus and uh, see you for the next podcast. And thank you, Katina. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. This has been EANcast Weekly Neurology. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcatcher for weekly updates from the European Academy of Neurology. You can also listen to this and all of our previous episodes on the EAN campus to gain points and become an EAN expert in any of our 29 neurological specialties. Simply become an EAN individual member to gain access. For more information, visit ean.org membership. That's ean.org backslash membership. Thanks for listening. EANcast Weekly Neurology is your unbiased and independent source for educational and research-related neurological content. Although all content is provided by experts in their field, it should not be considered official medical advice.